What's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's up? What's up? What's up? You know what? It's Tuesday, Taco Tuesday, awesome Tuesday, fantastic. Look, whatever you want to use for home, kids, it's just a great day. So we have them here in the credit lab with your favorite credit hero. Of course, there's a lot of credit heroes out there, but I'm definitely your favorite. And of course, on this awesome episode, the topic is how important is credit? And of course, we have a super amazing special guest, mentor, friend, coach, superhero, you know, whatever word you want to describe. She's definitely super awesome. So without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get the show started. Hey, what's going on? What's going on, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? It's your favorite credit hero. It's your favorite credit hero, Ronnie France. Wow. On this amazing episode, the topic is benefits of having good credit. Of course, credit is something that everybody needs. The fortune out of us, not all of us have good credit. So I got a super amazing, fantastic guest on this evening, or whether you're watching the replay, watching live, listen to a live, listen or, or listen to the replay. Is my special guest, Latasha Rosea Bailey, is my super special guest for this evening. So welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey. What's up? Hey. Hey, how you doing, Credit Hero? I'm doing good, doing good. Hey, thank you for being on here. Like I said, you know, while I'm trying to introduce you, you're definitely a superhero, mentor, coach, friend. You know, we go way back. Um, so I definitely have that. I was like, hey, look, if I'm having some super awesome people on here. Hey, let me go ahead, you know, bring up one of my mentors, one of my coaches. So I definitely appreciate what you do. You're definitely super awesome. Man, thank you so much for having me, Ronnie. I really appreciate it. Um, your grind is definitely something to have watched. Um, you have grown so much since we first met. And, you know, for you to have your own podcast and now doing some amazing things is like, wow. Kudos to you, my brother. I am so proud of you. Well, I definitely appreciate it. You know, um, I got to give God some of the credit, you know what I mean? Because without God, you know, I wouldn't have this opportunity to be on this platform. And he wouldn't have connected me with great people like you. Like I said, we go way back because I remember when I, because you always go live on your social media because you're just awesome at going live, you know, making videos and stuff like that. And I used to be like, man, I want to go live like you. He's like, Ryan, you got what it takes. Go ahead and do it. Just go ahead and do it. And I, well, I was a little timid. I was a little scared at first. You know what I mean? Then I did a couple. Then I remember a couple of times I had to do some presentation. I was like, I don't know. I, mean, I got to talk in front of people. I might trip. And he keeps texting me. He's like, you got it. You got what it takes. And I even told myself, I'm like, well, you know what? I don't think I have what it takes. But if she thinks I have what it takes, she obviously sees it in me. So I'm going to give it a shot. Uh, so I definitely appreciate that. You definitely poured a lot into me. So like I said, not only are you a friend, you're a mentor, you're a coach. But you definitely have some amazing things on going on too. Like I said, I know what you do. I know what you specialize in. So take a couple of minutes, just kind of introduce yourself and tell our viewers and listeners about you. Awesome. Well, you know, again, thanks for having me. Um, you guys, um, all of Mr. Credit Heroes followers, my name is Latasha Rosier Balin. I am born and raised and living in the Washington, DC area. Um, I have been into credit and a part of uh, Ronnie's Credit Hero Society since 2013. 
and I haven't looked back since. Um, I've helped thousands of people nationwide be able to go from a denied to approved. Um, and as you guys know, credit is definitely power. It's something that um, impacts all of our lives, whether it be in a negative or positive way. Um, but for those of us that haven't been taught financial literacy and it impacts us in a negative way, that's what myself and Ronnie are out here for, is just to teach, educate, and empower our community about the, the power of credit. Um, and, and in the last two and a half years, I have started a real estate career yeah. and that all stemmed from credit, baby. You know, every client, about 90% of them that came my way, when I asked, what is your main goal for wanting to increase your scores? Their answer was, I'm looking to buy a house. And generational wealth, you guys, it's, it's the first step of being able to create that legacy that our family, that our last name needs. Um, and real estate is a game changer when it comes to building wealth. So I've now transitioned uh, into credit repair. I'm sorry, into real estate. Um, I still do credit repair because it just go hand in hand. And I'm excited to you know, be able to change more lives here in 2023. Awesome. I mean, that's super awesome though. Like you said, kind of go hand in hand when they want to get the amazing house. You know they're gonna need good credit, and it's it's crazy though because the topic for this episode is the benefits of having good credit. So you do need good credit to get a house, to get a loan, because um, a lot of time I'll see people advertise that you know you can get a you can get a loan with a five eighty, you know five whatever. But of course, some people can do some backdoor tricks and magic and make that happen. But the interest rate you're gonna charge, the down payment is gonna be ridiculous. So at the end of the day, if you want to get that good interest rate you're going to need some good credit. So that's awesome that you're helping them on both ends. So I mean, it's like, it's kind of like you one-stop shop. You have everything that you need for your client. That's definitely super dope. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So when, you, uh, so when you talk with your clients, what are like four of the toughest challenges that people face when it comes to having good credit or maintaining good credit? Um, I would say the biggest challenge for my clients um, is, how to grasp this money to be able to pay down their debt, which is definitely 35% of how our, how our credit score is calculated. Um, you know, paying our bills on time is so, so important. So what I have to tell people or educate them on is, listen, there are some things that you may want, but you don't need them, right? One of those things is that Starbucks coffee that so many people have to have every single day and sometimes two, three times a day. I mean, if you calculate a Starbucks coffee for five, six times a week, two, three times a day, man, that's your down payment on the house. <laughs> so there are some things that we are able to like take out of our spending habits to be able to achieve the things that we want in life. Um, so savings and being able to budget um, themselves to have better credit is, is one of the challenges. Um, and then two of the challenges is they just don't know how credit is calculated. You know, what are the factors of credit? What makes up your 580 or your 725 credit score? So education is very, very key. Like it's top of the list for me because education and knowledge is power because once you know better, you do better. So I'm excited to just teach people about the mistakes that I've made. Um, you know, to help people not make those same mistakes when it comes to my generation and the generation before me. Um, 
So very, very important this year that I kind of reach more of my younger people so that they can have a really early start in life uh, when it comes to, you know, credit and being able to do the things that they want. Because I started very, very late understanding the power of credit. You hear me, Ronnie? Yeah, totally. I definitely hear you. That's definitely true. Because many of us didn't learn about credit until we had bad credit. Um, so like you said, knowledge is definitely power. Generational offer is important. Um, you know, you have to make it like a table, I mean, a table, a dinner table conversation for most people really understand it. So around at what age did you learn about credit? I mean, if you don't mind me asking. Wow. I was at the right tender age of 35 years old. So just imagine, you know, someone being 19, you know, getting their first credit card and dealing with bad credit for almost 15 years. Um, you would think, how did you get by? How did you survive? Um, but, you know, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, you figure it out. So at 35 years old, you guys, I got tired of living in my apartment. Um, I got tired of my mom struggling to pay her bills. And I really wanted to be a homeowner myself and have my mom, you know, be able to move in with me and, you know, live an easier life. You know, she took care of me all of her life. You know, now I feel like the roles have turned and it was my turn to do that for her. So until I buckled down on myself and really tried to figure out, OK, what is my credit score? How do I fix it? And then in the process of doing that, I, I just got passionate and wanted to teach so many other people. So 35 years old, um, which is 10 years ago, you know, it's not that long ago that I learned about the power of credit and, you know, how to maximize my credit score and use it for the better. I um, mean, yeah, that's, that's really good. I mean, because like I said, with me, I didn't really learn about credit until I had bad credit because I, I still remember um, getting my first car like a long time ago. I remember because I wrote in my first book. I went to the dealership. I think it was like four or five in the afternoon because I because I took the because I took the bus and I went to the dealership. And then it, it was like four p.m. It was like daylight, and by the time I got out, it was dark. They was locking the door. That's how long it took them to approve my credit and all that. And then, in the matter of fact, just like a couple of weeks ago, I was looking through the paperwork because um, I'm playing. Um, um, I need the paperwork for something. And I looked, they had charged me 26%. <laughs> 26%. I was like, yo, it was just like, no, so don't quote me. I think it was between 24 to 26%. You know, I don't want, because, you know, so when you're on social media, you got, you got to get the correct stuff. Because God forbid if you get something wrong. So I think it was between 24 to 26%. But anyway, anything above anything above 15% is crazy. So I was in a high 20s because of my credit score. And you know, so I had to pay high interest. So like, you, like I was saying earlier, Yes, you could probably get a loan or mortgage for a house or low credit, but if you got good credit, it's going to make it better, lower down payment, less interest. So that's why it's important to have good credit. And like I said, you know, you're in the industry, you get people like that all the time that, you know, the banks want to give them that money, but they got to prove that they're responsible. Unfortunately, you know, um, you know, no matter how, how nice that person is, what they're going through, if the credit ain't right, <laughs> the bank ain't going to give them that money. So that's very, very important. Listen, I have that same story too, Ronnie. Um, I remember in 2005, right? I had a, well, I had got financed a 1998 Toyota Corolla, right? My interest rate at the time was 23%. 
I had no idea what interest rates were, you know. I'm just, okay, I have a car. I can drive around. I had a $442 a month car note for a 1998 Toyota Corolla in 2005. And let me tell you something. When that 448 car note would come around every month, I would shiver trying to pay it. And what I realized in my 30s was I have to put myself in a position to not only like the car I'm driving, but like the car note that I'm paying. Because what I did in 2005 was I missed a couple of car notes. It got to the point where my car got repossessed and that came, you know, became an issue on my credit. So again, you know, it's just all about education and knowledge, because if we can teach our young people what interest rates are and, you know, how to even shop for a vehicle. So many people go straight to the car dealership looking for a car. No, you want to walk into your bank. You want to let them know you want you're looking for a vehicle and you want them to finance you for a car for a certain amount. And then you take that check to the car dealership and you let them know, okay, I have the buying power now. I'm looking for cars on your lot for 25,000. You know, what do you have? So again, knowledge is key. Knowledge is power. And we all make those mistakes growing up, man. I remember that Toyota Corolla like it was yesterday, baby. I wanted to give that thing. I wanted to burn it up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, it's something we all went through. You know, like I said, a lot of us didn't learn about credits. We had bad credit. So we're about to go ahead and take a commercial break because we got bills to pay. And after that, we're going to pick this conversation right back up. Awesome. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, P, with P's Intuition here on the He Said What Network. Join me each and every Sunday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time for your spiritual guidance, spiritual clarity, and intuitive oracle reading. All right. See y'all. Peace. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. It's your favorite credit hero, Ronnie Francois. There's a lot of credit heroes out there, but I'm your favorite special guest, Natasha, on here chopping up on the Credit Lab podcast. So again, so, you know, of course, you know, one thing that you that you hit on was about just knowledge, just information, because of course the information is out there. Like, for example, like the Fair Credit Reporting Act, the FCRA, been, been out since, well, I think, May 20th or 25th, 1970. And I didn't, I didn't know about the Fair Credit Report Act until maybe like three or four years ago. This stuff have been out there forever, though. So the information is out there. <clears throat> That's why it's important to make financial literacy part of the school curriculums. Um, so Absolutely. how do you feel about school, you know, not making it mandatory or including financial literacy in the curriculum? Do you feel that's something that's important? Wow. I, I think it's very important. I think it should be at the top of the list. Um, and the only way for us to make that a part of the curriculum in our schools is to advocate for it, you know, be a part of the solution and not a, you know, the problem. Um, reach out to your children's principal or, you know, guidance counselor and let them know, hey, I have a credit educator or financial literacy um, educator that can come out and teach our children about the ABCs of credit, of money, of finances, of entrepreneurship. You know, a lot of us are taught to go to school and get a good job. And it's not to say that a good job won't put you through, but most people that are wealthy out here, they own the businesses and they have people working for them. You can Mm -hmm. be that person as well. So it's all about 
being able to change someone's mindset, but we have to be advocates, you know, in order for that to become a part of not just high school curriculums, but it should start very, very young in elementary school, I believe. Yeah, you're right. I think once the kids are old enough to say, you know, mommy, daddy, you know, give me some allowance, give me some money, I think that's like a good time to actually bring it up. Because, uh, you know, once, yeah, once they start asking about money, that's a good time to do it. Matter of fact, one of my goals this year is to actually write a children's book. I'm gonna take the okay. five. I'm gonna take the five concepts and make it the credit score, and I'm gonna basically break it down to like bite size for like the little kids. So that book should be coming out, you know, before the summertime, because I think it's important to make it accessible for everybody every age. Because credit something impacts everybody. It don't matter your height, your size. That's you know, amazing, Ronnie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it don't matter if you have a hairline or not. You know what I mean? It impacts everybody. <laughs> You got that right. From the oh, young yeah. to the old, baby. Exactly. So I think it's very, very important. And that's why I started writing books. I mean, I didn't just start writing books when I was a dwarf. I realized that the school system wasn't, you know, teaching the kids about it, wasn't knowing about it. Instead of me crying, complaining, and boo-hoo, woo-hoo, whoop whoop I'm like, hey, you know, so I, I did like two years of research and study. And I sat down for two weeks and I wrote the book because I wanted to make that information available to everybody because it's very, very important to start at a very young age. Absolutely, because um, yeah, it's important. Um, so, so the let me tell what is next for you because right now you know you're doing the real estate, you're doing you in the credit restoration um um service. So, what else you got next working on? I think you got it. Don't you got a show? I think I saw a, a preview, a clip of it on Instagram or Facebook. You know what? I am trying to get more out of my comfort zone this year, Ronnie. Um, you know, I remember telling you a while ago, Ronnie, you're amazing. You know, all you have to do is all you have to do is just do it. You know, get up there. You know the information. You are the bomb.com. Um, and just like we all have those certain people that believe more in us than we do in ourselves. I've had so many people for such a long time telling me, Natasha, you should do a podcast. Like you you should really just put more information out there, put your energy out there into the world and, you know, just connect with more people. And for whatever reason, I procrastinated, you know, I delayed it. But this year I said, you know what, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I never know unless I try. So this year I have started. um, I don't know if I'm going to call it a podcast or not, but it is the Ladybug Show. (laughs) <laughs> the Latasha Ladybug Show. Um, it's going to derive of all things educational, all things motivational, um, inspirational, and definitely helping other business owners, you know, put themselves out there to the world. Because when you put yourself and what you're giving to, you know, other people, the only way to connect is to vocalize that. So I wanted to create a platform to help many more people um, be able to connect with not just me, but for others um, that can help them in some kind of way. So that's one thing I, I'm going to focus on this year. And the second thing I am going to do, um, which goes in line with real estate, is educate more people about clean energy. I am really, really um, very into this. The income of people, um, the way we are, let's say, mapped on the grid of the world, 
Um, and it can really help save a lot of money for a lot of households and people don't realize it. So just like people wasn't educated about credit and how those things work, I really think I'm going to start educating more people about solar, the benefits of it, um, why it's going to be very impactful within the next very short couple of years and, you know, why you should think about converting your energy into solar. So those are the two main things I'm going to kind of focus on this year outside of, of course, real estate. You know, I want to help people get into more homes and um, credit, of course, credit is power. So that'll always be in the forefront for me. So that's, that's what I'm kind of focused on this year. And I, I'm excited. Well that's, well, that's definitely a lot. So you're definitely doing a lot. Like I said, you, you got the real estate online, the credit restoration, you got the podcast, the documentary series, the movie, the, all that going on now, y'all. Also, <laughs> renewable energy. <laughs> so you, you just trying, you just trying to change the whole world. Right, Speaking so, into existence, Ronnie. I want to be in somebody movie, baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You're definitely gonna be a future billionaire. So if you became a billionaire overnight, how would you change the world? Man, first of all, we gotta put people in houses. Like there is no reason that we should have so many homeless people within our country. You know, we are one of the richest countries in the world. Let's get our homeless people off the street. And another thing we got to do is nobody should starve. We have too much food in this world for kids to wake up hungry, for adults to wake up hungry, and they have nowhere to go, or they're begging for money for them to to get food. So I, I definitely think I want to, at some point, be in the forefront of having a nonprofit that really helps homeless people, um, and, and as well as people that are dying of hunger. Like, we, we're, we are the United States of America. There is no reason why we should be lacking. And, you know, things happen to good people. Don't get me wrong. But there should be other ways and opportunity for us as people that are on another level to help those people that are under us get to our level as well. So just trying to make an impact and change as many people's lives as I can, Ronnie, is is what I'm all about. So if I can do it on a big level, um, that's what I really, really would love focusing on when I get that money to really help even more people than I could even imagine. Um, yeah, that's definitely super awesome. Like I said, we're going to speak into existence. We're going to say that money is on your account already. Just, just waiting for that check to clear. So we're going to just throw it out there. So you got you got, the, you got the millions coming. You got the billions coming. And I always want to stay connected with my future billionaire friends. So that's definitely super dope, super dope. Um, so what if somebody want to get in contact with your services or even collaborate with you? How would they get in contact with you? Um, so if if you guys need more information, education, empowerment, motivation, um, you can follow me on social media. A few of my platforms, um, Instagram is at Grow With Latasha. Um, Facebook is at Grow With Latasha or Latasha Ladybug. Um, that's where I have the most followers um, of people just wanting that motivation. So Latasha Ladybug is where most people connect with me on Facebook um, or if you're shy and you don't want to connect with me on social media, you can always shoot me an email at growwithlatasha at gmail.com. Um, and Latasha is L-A-T-A-S-H-A. 
or you can text me. Text me at any time at 240-353-8440. I help people nationwide when it comes to their credit. And I'm professionally licensed to help people when it comes to purchasing real estate in D.C. and Maryland. But if you need education on how to purchase in another state, I'm still able to help you. So education is power. And that's what I like to share with my people. Well, that's awesome. That's super, super dope. Uh, yeah, before we end this uh, awesome interview, actually, uh, there's a couple of questions that came through. Uh, where well, one of the question was, how can I remove late payments off my credit report? Um, if you want, I can answer that. Well, you want to answer? I mean, I usually don't give my guests the option to answer, but you want to answer? You can answer if you want. No, let me hear your 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 reason or your uh, option, Ronnie. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna give you this three options. Two okay. is the one most people use, and the third one is using consumer law. So the first one, most people probably reach out to the creditor and say, "Hey, look, you know, like I was late on my payment, blase, blase, X amount of reason or whatever, and I'm put my bill. I'm gonna going forward. I'm put my bill on auto payment. I won't be late no more. Ain't no." The creditors, they might take it off. Maybe yes, maybe no. Or they might write a goodwill letter. The same thing in the letter, you know, say, you know, I was, I'm sorry, I apologize, I was bad, I was late, you know, all the, all the stuff like that. Can you update my parents' agree? And, you know, and sometimes that works, sometimes it don't. But the one I would actually recommend is to actually use consumer law and the fair credit report in that. So I'm about to draw some Jews right here. Anybody got the pen and notepad, go and pull them out. Classes and sessions. So, Actually, late payments is not even supposed to be on your credit report. That's right. Late payments is not supposed to be on your credit report. So everybody know late payment costs you in between like 10 points, 60 points. Actually, you can get that off. It's 15 USC 1681 A2I. Right there, right there, that's the law that says your trans it don't say late payments is transaction because your late payments are transactions. So according to the Fair Credit Report Act, late payments don't have to be on your credit report. So that's how I would remove. I would just use the laws that's on the books. I mean, you think that would work? Absolutely. You nailed it to the T because I definitely didn't know word for word what the actual number of the law was. But that's it, Ronnie. That's why you are a credit hero, baby. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, thank you. That's right. Um, so the next question is, um, is factual dispute method more effective than using consumer law? Um, so. You want to tackle that? You want me to answer that one too? You have the floor. Okay, cool. I appreciate it. All right. So, um, basically, factual disputes basically, when you take all your credit report, you put them side by side, and you look for anything, any inconsistencies. For example, if you have a if you have a charge off, a charge off shouldn't have a balance. Um, that's one thing right there. So, you're looking for stuff that's wrong, you're disputing it according to actually what's wrong. Uh, so when you use consumer law, just like I did a couple of seconds, if you actually using laws that's on the books, um, you know, to dispute the item. So both can give you a result because there's more than one way to skin a cat. And then there's, uh, there's, there's even another method. It's called the Metro 2 compliance. It's just like a whole different um, thing itself. So there's different ways you can use. So the question is, the diff, uh, which one is more effective? I definitely say consumer law because the laws are on the books. Because, uh, you know, when you write to these companies, when you send them just a generic letter, they're going to just come back, they're going to come back verified. But when you use the law, you can't really argue with the laws. It's on the books. Like I said, 15 U.S.C. 1681 A2I, it says your transaction. And actually, it says your transactions. And 
um, looking at your transaction. So your transaction experience, actually the experience part is your credit utilization. So if you look at it, your, your, your late payments and your um, credit utilization is going to be on your credit report. So that's right there. That's two gems right there. So you can actually, so let's say your credit yeah. utilization is above 30%. You can say, hey, look, this is not supposed to be on there. Take it down to 5% or don't show it at all. It's kind of hard to argue against the law that's already on the books already. So, um, yeah, you know, I love dropping gems and Jews because I think, you know, people need it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so, so again, definitely want to thank you for being on here. And, again, you know, if you just want to tell people one last time how to get in contact with you, because, you know, people got short memories. So if you want to just drop that one more time. Absolutely, Ronnie. Before I go, thank you so, so much for having me. Um, wow, the Credit Lab everything i wish you guys complete blessings more success more subscribers more followers than than you can handle man it, it's coming so again if you want to reach out to to me for anything grow with latasha just search for me on social media and you will find me some way somehow so thank you again ronnie for having me i really really appreciate um your time on today <clears throat> again well thank you like i said not only your friend, mentor, or coach, because like as I remember, like it was like them late nights. I be texting. I'm like, look, I don't, I don't know if I don't, I don't think I have what it takes. You like, you got this, Ronnie. Even when we did the speaking event at my church, you know, what I mean, I was, I was a little nervous. It was like I know, it was like years ago, and you know, you, you helped me out. So whenever I reached out to you, I needed help. I had a question. You was always there, so I definitely appreciate that. You know. It's, people like and you, you were always up for the challenge ronnie i will say that you would you would be a little hesitant at first but you would always be up for the challenge because practice makes perfect you 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 have to practice and practice and practice in order to perfect something and you have definitely perfected your craft when it comes to credit i am so proud and happy for you oh my god super super duper blessing so happy to know mr ronnie francois well, again, well, thank you. I definitely, and plus, well, I really didn't have a choice. You know, you told me I had to get out there. So, like, I would, it's not like, it's not like I could be like, no, I'm not doing it. So, <laughs> I kind of had to do it. <laughs> so, but, I, but I definitely appreciate, you know, pushing me because you saw greater things in me. So, I definitely appreciate that. Again, right, make sure everybody likes, share, and subscribe. Definitely appreciate everybody. Until the next time, thank you.